I remember when I would go into dates and when I would say I wasn't going to hook up with them. I remember watching it as, oh, I'm so sorry. This shameful, oh, you have to accept this piece of me. Please accept me even though. And I think that's so backwards. It should be, no, you're getting me and this is a part of me. Take it or leave it. And if that person can't accept anything about you, whether it's a scar, whether it's boundaries you have, whether it's preferences you have, then that's not your person and that's a reflection on them, not you. Welcome back. This is the Confident Collective Podcast and we are your hosts. I'm Ryan And I'm Christina. We are curb models, content creators, and some would even say comedians. We started the Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about, well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and so much more. We hope you love this episode, so let's get into it. Christina and I start every meeting now with a large meal. <laughs> I know. I freaking love that. I feel grounded. I feel happy. Also, Rayanne made me, this is the first time you've ever made me coffee. Really? It is. I'm so sorry. I know. As you should be. Two years wow and you've come over here a lot i know this is delicious i i expect this until you leave for new york okay perfect what's in this i just get the chameleon cold brew from whole foods mm. i like got just a jug okay and then a little khalifa almond milk and then like two drops of stevia i love it for an iced latte wait you know what's funny is that i just cleaned out all of my kitchen cabinets because yeah. i decided to procrastinate everything else in my life besides cleaning my home, which okay. honestly has made me feel really good about myself. That and I just found liquid stevia. Yes. So me, and I've never used it because I think I don't like the way stevia tastes, but I love this. Yeah, that's what that is. Okay, just a perfect. little bit, just because like a tiny sweetness. Yeah, because it's not too sweet. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you like it. I'm really coming into my very domestic phase of life. <laughs> you know, I might even try cooking something. Yes, I would love that. <laughs> I actually am going to Arizona for a friend's birthday in two weeks. Wait, is this the Sedona trip? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the way Rayanne and I have like our Google Drive, we have things. <laughs> what are you going to say? I'm glad that I'm glad we're talking about this right now. <laughs> because you can see. Because you accidentally put the Sedona itinerary in the Confident Collective Drive instead of your own personal drive. <laughs> oh. And I was like. Oh, is this a confident collective trip she wants to plan in like a sample itinerary? I was like, I love that. And I thought we were going to discuss it in part of our meeting today. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you should. We're not going to Sedona anymore. I thought we were. Surprise. <laughs> no, but we should. But I'm in charge of grilling one night and I'm like, when did I become so domestic? I love it. I'm you in charge grilled of burgers once this summer. Like four times. You know what though? For some reason, I have this thing in my head that grilling is for the guys and I refuse Me too. to grill like I love cooking we have a grill on our but I, I won't turn it on I act like I don't even know how to use it any single time something needs to be grilled for Steve. some reason like every ounce of feminism like leaves my body <laughs> and I'm like Steve you have to grill no I'm hashtag girls who grill I let good for you girls who grill I became a grill master so I'm making us burgers juicy burgers the first mm. night wow this conversation took a turn i did not expect. <laughs> but anyway we will have to circle back about a sedona trip okay after you you know when after you have a baby how much longer till we can like go somewhere i have no idea because i am planning all these little things in my head and i'm trying to get realistic yeah 
And I just don't, I haven't, I don't know. Okay. I really don't know because in the early stages, babies are so sleepy. They don't require as much. Like you, they require you all the time because if you're feeding them, they may be fed all the time, like whatever. I don't know how mobile I can be. I have to plan it, but I'm going somewhere for my birthday, which is in April. Ooh. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. So I think by April, two or three months from now. Yeah. Yeah. That feels right. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, I also have to get something off my chest. Okay. I feel really guilty about this. What? And I feel like I have to confess to everyone. (laughs) Because in last week's episode, we... (laughs) We really passionately shared some of our intentions. Okay. <laughs> and one of my January, just for January, was I was going to do gluten-free for the month. You know what? I bit off more than I could chew. <laughs> Guys, it's day 10, and I had a turkey sub. I was like, I don't think this gluten thing is for me. I was doing it to try and see if the bumps on my arms, like, would go away. Would go away. And if you gave it nine full days with no nine, results, nine I mean. Nine full days. You know what? And like now I will say I learned, okay, actually the gluten-free option isn't as bad as I thought it would be. So it's definitely, I learned something, but I just don't think that this gluten-free lifestyle is meant for me. And like, I'm doing dry January. That's like enough in itself. I don't think you need to feel guilty about that at all. (sighs) Well, thank you. I just really had to get off my chest. I'm sorry, everyone. I let you down. Okay. Well, I'm going to get something off my chest. What? (laughs) So I shared this on stories about how like, I was dying for a Jersey Mike sub. Yeah. And you're not supposed to eat cold cuts when you're pregnant. Oh, I forgot about that. And I shared that. And so many people were like, oh my gosh, my first meal in the hospital was a Jersey Mike sub. And I was like, wow. Like, I didn't realize people were so passionate about turkey subs, especially from Jersey Mike's. Yeah. They should sponsor the podcast. They should. And then one of my friends who's pregnant was like, oh my gosh, me too. Except I have one every week. And I was like, you do? And she's like, yeah. So since then, I've had three Jersey Mike subs. <laughs> I don't feel fucking guilty about it at all. What is that? Why don't you like what's where do these pregnancy rules come from? So according to my doctor, America is the strictest country with pregnancy rules because I guess I don't know who makes the rules, but they feel like people can't be trusted. They feel like people don't know how to handle anything in moderation. So that's why they make these like extreme rules for people like in France, women are drinking wine with dinner. In Japan, they're eating sushi. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. it just depends. But the reason cold cuts you're not supposed to have is because listeria and like bacteria can grow on the cold cuts. So that's why. And listeria could be dangerous for the baby. Got it. Most things are most dangerous for the baby in the first trimester and even ah. the second. At this point, I'm like, this baby's fully cooked. Do you know what I mean? If I had to yeah. give birth right now, it'd be okay. Yeah. So, so I you're took slamming my those Jersey Mike subs in the car. <laughs> so I'm slamming Jersey Mike subs. You heard it here first. And then the crazy thing is my sister is pregnant and she's really strict. Like she hasn't had a cup of coffee. She hasn't had anything. And I was like, Katie, I have to tell you something. And she's like, what? I was like, I had a Jersey Mike sub. She's like, oh my gosh, I saw your story about wanting them. She's like, I've had them. I was like, what? <laughs> she hasn't had coffee, but she's had. I was like, you have? And she's like, yeah, I spoke to my doctor. My doctor said it was fine. Christina, the way I was craving a turkey sandwich, I couldn't handle it. I was like, how could you not tell me? Like, how could you? She didn't want, she didn't want to bring you down with her. Yeah, I guess. She was like, I'm going to do this alone. She told me one day she was like in such a bad mood that her husband was like, I'm bringing you back a sub. What do you want? What is with pregnant woman in style? I don't know. I don't know. Jersey Listen, this is not medical advice. 
No one eat. <laughs> no. You can contact your doctor if you're pregnant. Choose to eat. You make those decisions on your own. Okay, I'm yeah. not held responsible. Ask your doctor if you can have a jersey, Mike. Yeah. Anyways, I well, I'm I glad. Guess I'm glad I got that off my chest. Oh, I feel better. Feel better too. Also, guys, update. You probably saw this on stories and TikTok, but the baby has officially turned. Thank God. All my hippy dippy moxie shit worked it was smoking the toe it was smoking the toe smoking the toots <laughs> also i i can't believe like how many people have foot fetishes because so many people were like you really should not be showing your feet on social media i was what? like well do they know you already have a feet finder <laughs> i always forget someone about created that. a feet finder for christina yeah it's what is it like celebrity wiki feet or something like that yeah 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 not feet finder so it was something like wiki feet mm. yeah 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 well speaking of feet I was like doing this body weight thing at the gym today where you get like your muscle mass and like all this stuff. And Brian, it tell you like, like it, fat index, muscle mass. Yes. It tells you like percentage of muscle, percentage of fat, blah, blah, blah. And my trainer took like a picture of my, my, my feet. You have to be barefoot on it. I look at this picture and I'm like, the hair on my toes. No. Was, I kid you not, inches long. And I'm like, oh my God. No, can I see? I was. I shaved him when I got home. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh my God, you guys, look at this. Look at the hair on my toes. And all the guys there, one guy who's like pretty well known, I'm not going to name drop him, but girls are obsessed with him. He's huge. Can you name drop him? No. Okay, fine. Tell me later. But I'll name drop. Should. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. Ah. <laughs> okay, I will. Just do it. He's not listening. It's Hassan. Okay. Wait, the guy from. He's on Twitch. Wait, is he the, the news guy? He's like super sexy. He's a big boy, tall, dark, and handsome. Yes. Usually he has young, like young Turks Hassan. Yes. Yeah, he's hot. He's hot. So anyway, we work out at the same time. Okay. We, you should try and scoop that up. Oh, you guys, he thinks I'm fucking a weirdo. One time we were at this party. He's, that would be like a no. hot couple. Well, he's dating a girl. This is too much information. Okay. I can't. <laughs> I love, you're like, I'm not going to say his name. And now we're I, saying everything about it. I will say one time we we're at this party and I lost this bet. It was like when you do countdown, it's okay. We're going to say number between one and 10. And if you say the same number, you have to do whatever they say. This other guy was like, okay, I lost. And he was like, okay, you have to go up to Hassan and tell him that those pants leave nothing to the imagination. You can't say anything else. So I just go up to him and I go, Hassan, those pants leave nothing to the imagination. He looked at me. Like, I was the weirdest person he's ever encountered in his life. He thinks I'm a complete weirdo. It's okay. fine. Okay. So he wasn't, like, thinking it was, anyway, like, funny was, and flirty or anything. I was like. telling him about my flirty, like, your hair my hairy toes. toes. And the three guys at the gym today were appalled. They're like, oh, my God. I'm like, guys, girls have hairy toes. Every girl shaves her toes, right? Yeah. I was like, or am I making this up? Do I just have hairy toes and no one else does? No, I've for sure. Have you shaved your toe? Yeah. Mine are, don't get so crazy. Mine. But maybe I shave them consistently. That's why. I don't know. Yeah. So it was honestly took a turn. I thought we were going to have a big laugh about it. And they were disgusted by me. (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, (laughs) have you seen those memes or like those TikTok videos where it's like, I think my husband or like my partner is so funny until he sends me a TikTok that he's been laughing at for half hour. And it's like the least funniest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) No, I haven't seen that. Because I think Steve is hilarious. Like Steve's like a funny guy. He's really funny. But we do not have the same sense of humor when it comes to videos online. What is he like? Like, I don't know. Like he'll just be laughing at shit for a half hour. (laughs) And then he'll send it to me. 
And he'd be like, this is so funny. And I'm like, that is not funny. <laughs> that is not funny. And I saw this girl's video and I sent it to him and it had 3 million likes and like 50,000 comments. And I was like, wow, no one thinks their man is funny. Like women and men just have different sense of humor sometimes. Yeah, I totally see that. Wow. Well, speaking of videos. Yeah, speaking of TikTok, have you seen this? I don't know why you watch one video and then TikTok is, oh, we got her mm-hmm. going down this like rabbit hole. I am on kid versus no kid TikTok. And it's really interesting to me because I've seen so many things where it's like someone will post a video that's if you if it's not a hell yes to kids, it should be a hell no. Not just, oh, like, I think I want kids one day, blah, blah, blah. You need to be so sure. And it's just been really interesting to see everyone's take on it. Like, people with kids, people without kids, because I feel like both parties, but women with kids can be really judgmental to women who choose not to have kids. And women who have have chosen not to have kids can be judgmental to the other side. So you're just seeing this like back and forth and it's, whoa, have you seen anything on it? I have seen a couple of videos on it. Yeah. And it kind of is triggering to me a little bit. One, I don't think it's as black and white as like, hell yes or hell no. Yeah. And I kind of just hate that in general because I feel like People always also do that when they're giving single people advice or people like that are dating. What do you mean? Oh, if he doesn't do this, it's a hell no or whatever. It's no, like you don't know the ins and outs of everyone's relationships and everyone's dynamics. Like people can say they're not sure if they want kids for certain reasons. You know what I mean? And they might want kids for other reasons. And I think it's okay to like work through that. However, what I really dislike is the pressure that, people put on women to make them feel like they have to have kids right now one of my friends has one kid and she doesn't want to have another kid and she's perfectly content with her decision and the amount of people that try to make her feel so guilty for not giving her child a sibling is like disgusting it's like how can you do that how can you like let her live like a, see that's crazy that's crazy and that's really mean but then I saw this influencer post this video as well and it was pretty much saying like the sound that's trending right that's the sound the sound is it's from the double wars Prada oh, and yeah, the sound yeah, yeah. is like oh what if I don't want to live the way you live and then it's like oh please Andrea everybody wants this right and when it's how everyone wants this it's this woman crying with the vacuum holding a baby yeah it's like women with no kids are like oh what if i don't want to have kids and then the mom who has kids is like crying and holding a baby and looks like a mess and is oh please everybody wants this right that to me is yeah. really triggering because i feel like that's yeah. actually really messed up and yes i think having kids comes with so many challenges and can be really really difficult but as someone who's nine months pregnant and has a baby like i just can't imagine my life any other way like i oh like i just love my kids so much it honestly might be crazy enough to have a third kid and be happy about it do you know what i mean yeah but i know that it comes with challenges i think what bothers me is just the judgment overall yeah I think from someone who doesn't have kids yet, Mm -hmm. I think that, and do you want kids because you've been going back and forth? I feel, I think for me, it just feels so far away. Yeah. I don't know who I'm going to be with. Like when I was with my ex, like I definitely wanted kids because I loved him so much and Mm -hmm. I saw that for us and I saw our future, but like my life is so different now. Yeah. It feels really far from me. And I think maybe that's something I need to get like more clear on. But anyway, I'm not like a absolutely yes I really want to have kids Mm -hmm. but I'm not like a no I never want to have kids yeah I'm like 
We'll see who I meet and like where I'm at in my life. Right. And that's totally fine. Also like, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I have started thinking about freezing my eggs because I'm like, I want the option and I don't know when I'm going to meet someone. Yeah. So I do still want the option. Anyway, I think where it gets like where I understand. Well, number one, I think we all need to just stop fucking judging each other mm-hmm. on both sides. But I think you're an anomaly a little bit with you don't sit and like complain. I think it's hard when like you vent to your friends. Of course, that's what your friends are there for. But if a friend without kids hears their friend with kids complaining about all this stuff all the time, blah, 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 how they can't do anything, they can't leave the house, all this stuff. And then it's if I say, oh, I don't want kids. And they're like, oh, my God, why? And you're like, wait, you literally have been complaining to me all the time about this everything mm-hmm. that goes into being a mom that's where I do see it's like I can understand that and and I don't know maybe I just feel differently than some of those moms maybe on my situation I mean I think you do because I can't even okay but I kind of do feel like there are some people especially on social media I can't say what people feel like in real life who are kind of in it for the drama like they create those videos like for the drama. oh absolutely I think on TikTok and whatever yeah. that's for the drama but I think in my real life like I've had friends where like I'm like hey do you want to get dinner I'm in town I would love to see you and like their response has been oh I've got I'm not sure if I'll be able to get away from like the my kid and I'm like I'm here for what yeah I like I get it but to an extent where it's like I'm here for you know go home over Christmas or Thanksgiving like you can't get away for one dinner to me that's just like an excuse yeah because like you I feel like have you do such a good job of balancing still investing in your friendships and stuff like that and that's where I think like the divide comes that to me I just don't get it I'm like you can't get away from your kid to go have dinner with a friend to me that's just saying you don't you're using it as an excuse yeah I don't know it's hard to say because I feel like every person's situation is different right like I have one a flexible job I have a husband who's super involved and like an equal parent in every single way and I think maybe that makes like such a huge difference there's no part of me that would ever be like I mean obviously like I have to check his schedule and stuff like that too right. But I would never feel guilty or feel like I can't leave my kid yeah. with his dad. Exactly. Like and that's, that's crazy it, to me. So I can't relate to women who are in that situation because yeah. that's tough. That's really, really tough. Yeah. Or like single parents. Like I just can't even fathom how that is. Yeah. And in this case, but also she's not sometimes a parent, honestly, but. like maybe the harsh reality is maybe she just doesn't want to get dinner. Maybe she'd rather do bedtime routine and is tired and is like, you know what? whatever no offense yeah i know but then it's like all right well we're not friends anymore yeah yeah it is what it is that's what it is anyway wow i know (laughs) it's really hard i mean i will say kids are life-changing you know what i mean yeah i think if you want to have kids you have them but you only have kids because you want to have them not because of some societal pressure pressure yeah yeah that was like, God, I got a little worked up. I'm sweating in my sweatshirt. I'm kind of sweating too in my dress. Why are we sweating so much? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what I've been obsessing over this week. What I guess about I'm, you? Well, I guess now I'm obsessed with it too. I know. The only other thing I'm obsessing over is Vanderpump Rules. That still, show's still on. Girl, they just released the trailer. It's coming out February 8th. If you guys don't know this, when I moved to LA, I used to host podcasts about reality TV and I used to host a podcast recap show about Vanderpump Rules for like the first four seasons. So I pretty much have interviewed all of the cast up until 
like when Lala and Brittany came on and the only person we haven't interviewed was Jax. Everyone else, like I knew really well. So I've always just been invested in the show and their lives because they would come on our podcast like every single week. And I just love the show. I truly think it's like the best reality show. Like if you're looking for a show to binge, it's so good. This past season was awful. Is they, it still the same people besides they got rid of They got rid of a lot of the main people this past season. Yeah. Drama happened. People were canceled. They got rid of them. And the show felt like a little, I think it lost a lot of its authenticity. Okay. I feel like a lot of the relationships weren't the same. But now the show has changed so much. People are, three different people have gotten divorced and separated from the show. There's all these new relationships and it just seems so juicy, kind of sad, kind of dramatic. I cannot wait. I'm so excited to watch it. I'm sorry I can't talk to you about it. I, no, you're going to have to. You have to watch it. Okay, fine. But then you have to watch Love Island, the winter season that starts. Dude, I'm sorry. That month. is not a fair comparison. <laughs> Why? Love Island has like quadruple the amount of episodes. True. And they speak with an accent. I can't understand. You get used to it. Okay, fine. Maybe the accent I can handle. But you're talking about like 20 episodes versus like 150. No, 50. Love Island has 50. Oh, no. A season? Yeah. Yeah, a season. I think there's 50 or 60 episodes. That's a lot. That's triple the amount of episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. But we're just really on a different wavelengths with reality TV, damn it. I'm going to try. Maybe I'll try Vanderpump. You should try it. It's okay. really good. I've said this 20 times on this podcast and have never followed through. So sorry. Well, with that, let's just jump into today's episode. We are doing a longer version of our ask away with ray and Kay, and we have a few special guests with us today i'm so excited they were so much fun they are awesome taryn and ashley of unsolicited advice podcast i really love doing this with other people because some of the things they were saying i was like I will be calling you when I need advice. Such good advice. I know. Taryn said one thing for one of the questions and I was like, yeah, my mind was blown. Mine too. Mind was blown. So without further ado, let's welcome Ashley and Taryn to the podcast. All right. Well, without further ado, we are going to welcome <laughs> Ashley and Taryn to the podcast. Hey, Hello. ladies. <laughs> How are you guys? So we good. Great. I'm excited. This is finally happening. I know. It's taken us a minute. We met Ashley, what, like a year ago? I think, was it actually a year ago? I think, I think it, it was. was February okay, so almost. of last year. So I think we're almost at a year. Yeah. Which is well, and we've so never crazy. Met. We've never yeah, right met. Now. Yeah. Yes. And I, well, I think I actually met ran at a Cora event yes. previously to Ness, but oh, briefly, really? and we barely talked. I think you talked with my friend Lexi. Yes, who makes the swimsuits. Yes. Are and you yes. an event ho? Because I met you at an event too. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Like, <laughs> Am I an event ho? <laughs> I mean, if there's going to be, if it's at Nobu, my ass yeah. will be yeah. there. I, Let me tell I you. I did not, I, I spoke in the, in our episode about how I hate events. When the Nobu thing came, I was like, well, I have to go. I have Absolutely. to go. Free food. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was I there. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> was it's there. so funny because I did that this summer too. And I'm like, I'm pregnant. I shouldn't even be eating sushi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also I'm like, yeah. Nobu's like not that close. No. Like it's actually really inconvenient. It's like a full day day yeah. event essentially time like, you get ready drive all the way out there do the event and drive back which i hit traffic going back and i tried to leave early so yeah. it was just uh, for all for like two sushi rolls yeah, yeah. Oh, i, <laughs> I, I got worth it i got more than two sushi rolls <laughs> i don't know who am i, I filled I my plate, plate up yeah yeah I, the whole but <laughs> i was doing the awkward like hold your plate like trying yeah. to talk to people it's yeah like, it's it so just, hard 
go there and eat. Yeah. You know, it's way more enjoyable. <laughs> I don't want to pay for it. We had so much fun on your podcast, and I feel like you guys just have such a natural dynamic, and you can tell such a great friendship. Can you give our listeners like a little background? Like, how did you meet? How did this friendship form? I'll do how we met, and then you can talk about how we started the podcast. Okay, because I feel like it was. Yeah. yeah. I, I like okay, that. so I grew up at this church. I sing, but I went like away for a couple years. I come back. And I go to practice, and there's this blonde girl sitting at the drum set. And I was like, who is she? Because <laughs> I'm supposed to be the coolest person here. So we met, like, super briefly. Ash is, like, a little more shy, especially when you first meet her. So we didn't really talk too much. Then later, I had an event I was playing at, and I needed a drummer. And I could not find anyone. And so then I called the one of the worship pastors, and I was like, hey, can I get that chick's number? She came, played drums for me. I invited her to Red Robin with my family after. <laughs> and I just knew. I for some clucks and fries. Yes. I instantly oh, so just good. knew. Yeah. I was like, something's going to happen with her. Like, we're going to be friends. And honestly, like, we both, I don't remember what happened from there to us being inseparable. Like, it, it feels like it just happened. Yeah. Wait, so that was so how we met. So you're yeah. a drummer. Yes. So my mom's a drummer. And drumming was kind of music was a huge part of if you're in this family, you have to play something. No, Ash is like really good. She's <laughs> and a I good love it. It is so much fun. It's definitely I never post about it. It's kind of like yeah, my little say, thing. I had media, no. no idea. Which yeah. Yeah. I try to get her to yes. all the time because she's like hot and she drums that's like, like what? really that's cool. Badass. That would be literally <laughs> like a flex. Right my, how I introduce myself. Yeah. If that was me. Like, like hi, I'm Taryn. I play drums. I don't know why. I also I have been doing YouTube for I think eight years now something like that and I put so much of my life online I kind of liked that it was like my personal thing. So you never thing. put that online? No. Wow. Literally never. Do your podcast listeners know you're a drummer? I've talked about it every once in a while but not really like stories and stuff but yeah, yeah she doesn't like okay, film that herself. I feel like you should that, really that's thank a you. major flex thank I'm you. obviously rocking out yeah. thank you, <laughs> you guys it is so much show. fun okay, so how'd you go from choir church choir to red robin to the podcast <laughs> so a taryn i mean I, right away we became friends i don't again i don't know how we blacked out we just became like besties overnight mm -hmm. and then i had already started my youtube channel at that time so i was like including her in a lot of stuff and fast forward i moved from orange county to la that was always the plan me and my sister did mm -hmm. and while i was in college when i right around the time i met her i found cereal the like murder podcast yeah, that everyone yeah. was listening to it was a trend like everyone I knew at school was listening was to this podcast yeah. and I was like this is the most in insane thing from then on became a podcast whore like it's all I listened to I stopped listening to music I was like strictly listening to podcasts and I was like I'm gonna have a podcast one day mm -hmm. and when I moved to LA I had a bit of a panic attack because views my channel all felt very like nothing and I was like oh man if like my channel dies shit hits the fan and it's done I've literally got nothing and I was like it's time to diversify <laughs> I created a clothing brand with my sister and I started this podcast and I was like I think I want it to be like this I already knew what the art was going to look like and I was like I just got to figure out who it's going to be with and then immediately I was like I can't imagine doing because in my head I was like it's going to be an advice podcast because I loved in magazines and like the fun magazines, mm -hmm. I would look at the clothes and then I'd read the advice columns in the back. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Like I never actually read the main stuff. I loved the advice columns. I loved how it was funny, embarrassing, sometimes serious, mostly relationship. And I was like, that's going to be my podcast. And then once I figured that out, I was like, it has to be with Taryn. That's the only person I can imagine She's talking like, about this stuff with. a lot? <laughs> and then I was like, okay, they also have to be like outgoing and talkative. 
because I couldn't do a podcast on my own. I've actually done it once on here and it was really hard, <laughs> but I knew it was going to be Taryn and we've been, we just recorded our 200th episode Ooh, Congratulations! Right awesome. for recording with you guys. So that's exciting. So we've yeah. been doing it for a while. I still yeah. feel like I don't belong here, but yeah. do you guys ever feel like your advice is very similar or is it yes. quite different? I would say it's similar, but our perspectives are usually different. Mm -hmm. Me and Ash are, I mean, I think we have a lot of similarities, but at the same time, we're very different. Mm -hmm. So I feel like even if maybe our angle is the same, our approach is very different. Yeah. So I feel like there's only been a couple times I remember this one episode. It was like the first time I disagreed with her. You're like, Ash, that was the worst advice <laughs> I've ever heard. But you know what? It was because it had to do with a sibling dynamic that was a brother and sister. And I was like, you don't get it because you don't have brothers. So I was like, no, like this is what I would do. But other than also, that, she's a way more confrontational person. She'll call you out for your shit like yeah. on the spot. Like she, that's just who she is, and it's a great thing. Whereas I'd be like, mm, I'd probably like back away a little bit and subtly say things. Yeah, I wouldn't be as direct. So I feel like that's one way that we are yeah. very different. But there's never been advice. a where I'm like, no, I would not do that. Like it's pretty yeah. similar, and yeah. I feel like we try to give advice in a way that there's a little bit of a broadness to it because we don't know every single detail in the story. Right. So, or the other um, person's side because it's... Yeah, whereas if I was literally looking and be like, no, girl, you need to get on the train, <laughs> go to his house. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Yeah. Train. I've literally... I was like, get on, on the train. <laughs> <laughs> like, where, where I live in California. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, like, I feel like they're might be some differences but we're usually pretty broad of like let's talk about this topic kind yeah. of thing mm -hmm. i don't know but yeah what, what do you think about us ray i know i was just gonna say i feel like we do have different opinions a lot yeah i think we have different opinions i don't know no i think it boils down i think basically i'll say one thing you'll say another thing and then we'll kind of be like, oh, and yeah. then we'll meet in the middle yeah, yeah. there's but always a sweet spot i'm very curious to know what our listeners think can you guys let us know in our facebook group because while you were saying that i was like i do kind of think we have similar advice a lot of times but maybe it is just how we get there is different like our perspective yeah. i think there was like one time where i was like this someone was asking for a relationship advice and i was saying like drop him or maybe it was the vice versa and you were saying give him another chance i don't remember <laughs> yeah. i can see that yeah i don't remember but i feel like we usually get to some sort of middle ground. Probably. Yeah. 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 Well, let's find out today. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, so, yeah, we're going to do just an extended version of our Ask Away with Ray and Kay. Amazing. And you are the perfect people to do it with. TNA. Let's go. Mm -hmm. TNA. TNA. Oh, my God. Wait. <laughs> Amazing. Aritzia brand. Isn't that the Aritzia brand, TNA? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was like, huh? Oh, I was yeah. Like, what? It's their like comfy, casual <laughs> yeah. brand. Yeah. yeah. I Ask live in away with TNA. Um, I was like, Ash, that's not their name. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Aritzia. Okay. So we'll just read it and again. Okay. I love that. We'll just dive in. Help me. Okay. Not an outlandish story, but a what the hell do I do unique scenario. I'm a 32-year-old female. I've never had a boyfriend, and I have really never dated either, so not even talking situationships. I'd attribute that to my social anxiety and lack of confidence in my body that fostered from years of bullying growing up in a big body. I weighed just under 300 pounds going into college and ultimately decided to make a lot of life changes for my overall health. Fast forward to today, I've lost 100 pounds and decided to have a tummy tuck and breast lift this summer to remove the extra 
hanging skin from my stomach and perk the girls up. I'm still your big Amazonian built gal, 5'10", 200 pounds, muscular and curvy, but I'm finally feeling confident in my body for the first time in my life and can feel that shift in how I carry myself and I'm having fun with new styles of clothing that I would never wear before. Oh, I'm no that. longer, yeah, you go girl. I'm no longer hiding and I'm ready to start dating and find a partner. That said, as dating progresses, I'm so nervous to have to explain my extensive scars to a potential mm -hmm. partner and how men may react. We know how it can be. The scars can be hidden in any clothing, even a swimsuit for the most part. So I'll be naked by the time they realize. I know that any good man that I'd want to be with would be accepting of it. Yeah. But when do I tell them? Do I just let them see it and ask questions? Feels like a real turnoff in the moment. Or make a point to tell them up front before we'd have sex. Your girl is hungry for it. So that's probably, <laughs> so it'd probably be early on if I'm being honest. Who knows if the relationship will have longevity. What would you do? P.S. Hope there are no negative vibes towards cosmetic surgery. No, have heard you talk about your breast reduction in the past. Okay. Got it. So many thoughts. Yes. Literally, I'm like, I have all the thoughts. Too. Okay, go first. What do you think? Well, so... I think one of the things, and I've, because I am curvier and I've struggled with when I've started to lose weight, I've struggled with if I do start to get this influx of attention, is that going to solidify my thought that like I wasn't good enough when I was bigger and like that struggle that I've had. And so I think like sometimes it comes down to accepting that like both versions of your body were like amazing and perfect and that there's not this like difference or necessarily this like explanation that you owe people of, oh, well, I used to be bigger. So I think that if anything, I feel like maybe as you're in a get to know you state, because this is so fresh, I would be like, yeah, like I've actually gone through a lot of life change, like a lot of physical changes, if that's something you want to talk about. But I don't necessarily feel like you owe anyone an explanation. I feel like if you're in the moment and you're talking about your scars, like how you present something drastically affects someone's perception of you. So I have this new massive scar on my neck, right? If I walk in and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, like I just had surgery, like I'm so like embarrassed about it. You're automatically going to start to feel a secondhand embarrassment feeding off of me. That's how yeah. we are as humans. Mm -hmm. If I walk in, I'm like, look at this sick battle wound. You're going to be like, oh my God, tell me everything. So how you present, like it impacts drastically how other so people true. respond. So I feel like going into it, I would that would be impact greatly how that conversation would go for me. I think for me, because I'm not that much of a vulnerable person when it comes, especially with like a first date, I don't share like a lot of private stuff. I think it, unfortunately, it would depend a lot on the guy. So if I go out with a guy and I'm not feeling that, that like openness where I can talk about anything, I probably wouldn't tell him. And I probably wouldn't tell him for a while, even if I did have sex with him or if I did end up in a bikini with him, I probably would just it's let it happen, happen when it happens just if I don't feel I'm comfortable. Blind. I'm yeah. <laughs> but if I go on a date with a guy who makes it very open and safe and I do mm -hmm. feel comfortable, then I would let myself say it. I don't think I need to feel like I have to do it any type of way. 
I think my requirement would be if he feels like a cool, chill guy and it feels like a safe environment, then I'll open it up and bring it to the table. But if it doesn't, I'm not giving him that because that's mine. Okay, both such good perspectives. I really love that. And Taryn, what you said, like how you approach it automatically plants the seed of how someone's going to kind of like react, which I think too, like... You can't go into it being like, oh, I used to be big. You probably wouldn't like like that version of me. Like, I think there's nothing to be ashamed of. The fact of the matter is you've had this journey of your body has changed and you've gone through some changes and now you're dating and you have these scars. In my experience, I always think that you are more hyper fixated on it than someone else would be. And I think that if you're really ready to like have fun and like date, like just bring that energy into it and I think before you are in bed with someone you'll probably be able to tell the type of person they are if they're gonna be like a yeah you'll Uh, be able to tell if you even want to get into bed with them yeah I think that if you're in an intimate setting and for the first time I think that's the last thing they're thinking about yeah do you know what I mean I think they're probably like holy shit this girl's on top of me right now yeah yeah. this (laughs) is happening the only thing I would say, my only reservation is, and I think that as women, we should have sex whenever we're ready and, and want to have sex. Mm-hmm. I'm someone who was like always used to be super insecure in my body. So having sex was like, and being intimate, I think that unless I was really comfortable with the person or who I was, I feel like there's an opportunity for a lot more insecurities to happen afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I think that you just need to make sure that you feel really great about yourself, that like you have sex one time and then you never hear from him again, especially if it's just like, you're ready to jump into it right away, that you don't yes. let that feel like rejection yep. towards you or your body. Yeah. So I think you just need to mentally prepare for that. Yeah. Because like, if you want to go on a date and have sex that night, like, fuck it, do whatever you want. Yeah. But just don't let any negative thoughts feed into it afterwards a because of your body. Percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, too, it's, yeah, you've gone through this, like, your body has changed so much and you're feeling really good. Like you said, it shouldn't be like seeking validation from men. Like, mm-hmm. okay, now I've achieved this thing. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to hopefully get this validation from men. I think, yeah, just really approach like dating with like having fun and having a good time, getting to know a new person. And that physical stuff is like secondary yeah. of if they're going to, what they're going to think of your scars. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 100%. And I think too, like I, something I learned, cause I remember, it's funny cause we're talking about sex and I'm talking about not having sex, but like, <laughs> I remember when I would go into dates and when I would say, like, I wasn't going to hook up with them. I remember, like, approaching it as this, I'm so sorry, but I'm not going, like, this shameful, you have to accept this piece of me. Whether it's, you know, oh, I have these scars. It's like you're offering up these things. Please accept me, even though. And I think that's so backwards. Like, it should be, like, no, you're getting me and this is a part of me. Take it or leave it. And if that person can't accept anything about you, whether it's a scar, whether it's boundaries you have, whether it's preferences you have, then that's not your person. And that's a reflection on them, not you. So I think it's, it is that demeanor. Like, I feel like when I saw that change in me of, no, I'm not apologetic about the things that you have to deal with if you date with me. No, you should be honored to date me. And this is what comes with it. So I think it's just shifting that perspective you have of, oh, like, I really hope you like me, but I have these scars. But it's like, oh, these? Yeah. Oh, well, like I told you, I went through like a change. Like I'm so pumped in my new body. Like it's just changing the way that like you feel and you communicate yeah. what comes with you, which is like a whole total package, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We are excited to share that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
As you're setting your goals and intentions for 2023, we don't want you to forget about your mental health. But trust me, I know that thinking about starting therapy, finding a therapist, it is like a whole process. And honestly, what's kind of been keeping me uh, from starting therapy again? Because it's just, it's like dating. And I'm like, already my dating life is crazy. I can't even start thinking about finding a therapist. It can feel super daunting it and like is. such it's a so heavy lonely. task. Yeah, definitely. I'm like, I can only take so much, but I know I need to do it Same. and invest in my mental health and start going to therapy again. Yes. And better help is such a great resource and just makes finding a therapist super, super easy. It is the world's largest therapy service. BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist at any time. It could not be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. You can learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash confident collective. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash confident collective. All right, next situation. You want to read it, Christina? Sure. Hi, ladies. Firstly, wanted to say how much I love the podcast. I've been listening since the start and love it each week. Thank you. That makes us so happy. I am five feet 11 and you all chat about tall women has really helped me accept my height literally means F all. So thank you. Okay. So here's my dilemma. My sex life with my boyfriend has absolutely gone down the pan. For context, we have been together for nine years and for the first five years or so, our sex life was incredible. It slowly (laughs) began to fizzle a little when life was getting in the way. And then sadly, his mom was diagnosed with dementia and now Mm -hmm. suffers extremely badly and rarely recognizes him anymore. Oh, that's so hard. Oof, that's rough. I know this is absolutely heartbreaking for him, and I know this is one of the main reasons we barely have sex anymore, because he has so much other stuff on his mind and has no desire to, mm-hmm. which I totally understand. But when we do rarely have sex now, it's honestly not worth it. No buildup, barely any kissing, just in and out. Bob's your uncle. She's <laughs> <laughs> saying, I have heard I these love, sayings, but she's making me laugh. I was like, wait, am Bob's I reading uncle. this right? I've never yeah. heard anyone say Bob's your uncle. I, mean, I love I when those phrases like resurface and you're like, I haven't heard anyone say that since like <laughs> my <laughs> actual <laughs> uncle I'm, when I was like five. I've literally never heard it in my Bob's life. Me neither. No, yeah. me neither. I haven't heard that either. I don't know what it means, but. <laughs> I feel terrible to mention it to him because I know he's going through so much mm-hmm. emotionally with his mom, but honestly, it sucks to not have the physical intimacy we once had. I often find myself sneaking into the spare room once he's asleep and meeting my needs myself. As someone who has always had a high sex drive, I'm struggling. I really miss the feeling of being desired. This may also be a good time to add that my boyfriend and I used to be swingers. Um, yeah, time uh, to yeah. add that in. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> once a that month or so, <laughs> once a month or so, we would attend an adults club near us and always have the best time. Socially, it was so much fun and physically too. All our experiences there were inviting others into our couple and never playing without each other. However, my boyfriend used to tell me he fantasized about me with another man and then coming back to him and telling him all about it. He mentioned it several times and it used to really turn him on. We planned on doing it, but then life happened and now we are in this situation instead. So now I'm wondering, is it acceptable for me to go and have some fun with another man who would also be from that lifestyle and have my needs met there and hope that this might spark some interest from him? Should I ask him or surprise him? I feel excited by the idea, but also very nervous as we've always played as a couple before. Or should I just accept that my vibrator is my best friend from now on? 
help. I don't want to be in a sexless relationship when I've known the other side and loved it. Any advice, takeaways you can give me would be amazing. Spicy. This is spicy. Wow. First of all, thank you for all the details. Yeah, Yeah. thank you for all the details. (laughs) I live for knowing everyone's spicy. Um, Highs and lows and all the, okay. It's so One, hard because there's I, that aspect of I don't think you mom. should absolutely go and do this on yeah, your don't own. Surprise him. Don't, don't surprise him. Don't surprise him. Yeah. That's not a fun surprise. No, I agree. That's not a no. birthday party. No. Yes, I don't no. think you should surprise him. I don't think him. you should surprise him. If that's something you want to do, then I think you should have that conversation with him. So I yeah. think we can we all agree on that. I think Maybe? we all agree. Yeah. Don't okay. jump the gun <laughs> and surprise him by hooking up with someone else. I mean, it'd be one thing if I feel like that was like their arrangement and like their that's what came out of where they had been. So now that there's anytime you have a family trauma going on, like that brings totally different aspects. So like I would be careful to like start pursuing all these other things in the midst of that, because then like when he does start getting back on his feet or maybe becoming himself again, it's just going to be interesting if ideas have changed in his mind and it creates some kind of like rift. So I definitely think like a conversation needs to happen before And I think also, unfortunately, like sometimes like when you love people and they're going through something, if you're choosing to be their partner in that time, sometimes it takes a massive amount of sacrifice. I think that's just something that you're going to have to weigh out. But I do think a conversation needs to happen where it's like, hey, if this is what you need right now, that's fine. But like we have to talk about it. It sounds like there's a lot of unknown and you're starting to take that and reflect it on how you feel about yourself and if you're desired and I'm sure that's not what he's meaning to like communicate to you so I think a very honest conversation needs to happen agreed I think the thing that changes everything is the family going through the dementia with his mom is Mm -hmm. that correct that changes everything so the fun aspect like that's all off the table if this is something that you need and if this is something that you think he needs I think the answer feels very clear and obvious I think you like make a night for you guys. I think you, fu- you, you go on a fun date. Like you, you're like, Hey, let's do something just us for us. You know, I would you get have a hotel, night. Like, create some separation from like, yeah. Home life. yeah. Yeah. Like you, you have a whole night, just the two of you, you maybe buy yourself like a new, like lingerie set or something. And like, you have a whole night for him where not only are you fulfilling the desires that you so desperately need, but you are also taking care of him and making it a point to love on him. I love that. Instead of, unfortunately, whether this is intentional or not, like you hooking up with another guy can feel very selfish and look really bad in the situation that you're in. So let's avoid that altogether and just focus on the two of you. I think that's exactly what you guys need. That's what I would do. Yeah, because you've been, they've been together for nine years. Yeah, that's committed. So it's like there's going to be ebbs and flows Uh in a relationship. And right now... This is a tough time with the family situation and it's manifesting in coming out, you know, with intimacy issues in the relationship. And I think it's like this person, if you really see this person like as your person and you are committed for the long haul, you have to have that communication and be like, look, I know things are really tough right now and really hard right now, but this is how I'm feeling about this part of our relationship and our intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I just want to open that door of communication and talk about it. Mm-hmm. See how you're feeling about where it's at. Yeah. And go from there. Like a small escape. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the date. That's what it could be. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I think you brought up a good point of obviously you need your needs met, but he has needs too. And yeah. I think that like this could be a good time to put a lot of emphasis on him. And if there is like no foreplay or no buildup happening, like, 
what can you do to mm-hmm. create that scenario? Maybe you take control and you create that yeah. buildup, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that he, maybe he probably, if you're not even talking about it, he might not have any idea how you feel. Yeah. And maybe he also feels like this too, but is just like kind of emotionally wasted and well. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. So this could be like the perfect escape that he needs. But mm-hmm. for yeah. sure, opening up that direct line of communication, I think is really important. And I think that it needs to start with the two of you before you enter, allow allow anyone else to enter the relationship. I think too, like we always talk about normalizing, telling people how you want to be loved. Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes I've heard so many of my friends who have said, well, I just wish he would initiate stuff and he, I wish there was more buildup. I wish there was more this. And I'm like, okay, I get that that's what you want and you would love for him to do it. But also like he's probably living in this world where he has no idea and he mm-hmm. thinks everything he's doing is normal. Mm-hmm. So like at the end of the anything. day, I feel, isn't it worth just sitting and being like, hey, this is like something I would love to, you know, put more emphasis on. And then you're getting what you want in the end. Does it really matter who initiates the conversation? Mm-hmm. I think it's okay whether it's friendship, relationship, anything to be able to say like, hey, this makes me feel loved. This makes me feel important. If you can like, you know, and trust that person. If they love you, they hear you and they're going to put action behind it. You know. Also, being the non-confrontational type. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, nine. Tell us what you'll do. You don't have to have a deep conversation about this. Mm-hmm. In the moment, just be like, slow it down. And just maybe... <laughs> slow sh- it down. Literally, <laughs> slow it down. And then maybe you take control and slow the process down mm-hmm. in the foreplay. Or if he's in control, then just tell him to do something different. Tell mm-hmm. him exactly what you want in the moment it, it doesn't have to really be this advice whole... though because i think that a lot of times we build, like oh, having this like whole conversation about it but i think if you're like slow down can you do this yeah. first that might be like oh okay he, he would respond to me like yes. okay like it doesn't have to be this whole you're not loving me the way i need to be loved it could just be like no do this instead right this is what i want i, I think, think that though fixes it. it is hard because like i've been my in my past relationship there was definitely this issue where I always was initiating and I always wanted to like have sex and he didn't. And there comes a time where it's, you can't just like always keep initiating. Like I feel for you in that Mm -hmm. way. It is. It's okay. Mm -hmm. How many times are you going to be like, so, you know, so that's why I (laughs) say, Hey, as women, like, I feel like there's this thing like where, oh, well, men want it all the time. So if he doesn't want it, that has to be something on you. Yeah. So I feel like that's hard too to not take that. Like you said, after how many times is it not personal? Yeah. Or you feel it's personal. Yeah. I think like, I mean, we know that the situation with his family, I think that like he really is just in a tough phase of life and he needs he needs to work on him, himself right now. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, this aspect of the relationship might be on the back burner for a little bit, but uh, yeah, I don't know. My situation was different. I was yeah, like, I think your situation's a little bit different. But it is in the same where you're the one always wanting to initiate. They're yeah. not. Like, reg- no matter what it is, like in this situation, it was his job, it was his visa situation mm-hmm. was causing him stress. So there was yeah. this thing that was causing yeah. stress. Yeah. And there comes a point where it's like, yeah, you have to, it ebbs and flows. But if it's only ebbing, I mean, I don't know. I could talk in circles about this, but yeah, I agree with what everyone has said. Let us know. You have to, I, something needs to be done. Yeah. yeah. For both. Also, happiness. I know this isn't my podcast, but feel free to update us yeah. <laughs> on what happens because I'm invested we now. We love updates. <laughs> yeah. And there's like therapies out there. There's like resources out there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. There's nothing wrong with reaching out to like an extra source to help walk through yeah. this area. I mean, intimacy is like something 
I feel like it's called intimacy for a reason. Like it's a very raw area. So it's really hard to not have feelings hurt and not have like repercussions happen. So, I mean, if it is something that you both are at an impasse and are like, well, we just don't know what to do. I mean, I feel like he needs therapy anyways of what he's yeah. going through. Like I, my family's been through that and it's not an easy road at all. So, I mean, I think there's lots of outlets you could explore too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sending you lots of love. Oh, it's a hard so situation. Yeah. yeah. All right, our last final advice of the day. I met this guy on Hinge a while back and we really hit it off. He had recently moved to the US from Spain, so he doesn't have many friends here and we quickly started hanging out a lot. He asked to be exclusive after four dates and it felt fast, but he's also European, so I was just kind of going with it and I did really like spending time with him. After we became exclusive, I fell for him pretty fast. I should also say there's a language barrier and major cultural differences where we see things differently when it comes to dating. Since he's new to the U.S. and doesn't have many friends here, I invited him to Thanksgiving at my parents' house so he wanted to be alone on the holiday. Shortly after I invited him, he started pulling away and I felt like the energy was just off. I ended up politely uninviting him from Thanksgiving <laughs> because it just felt so weird and when we hung out, I told him I felt like the energy was off, but he assured me everything was fine but I knew it wasn't. It just felt so weird the last time we hung out. I pulled back because I could sense things were off and was just going to let him take the lead. Well, the next thing I know, it had been about a month and I had not heard from him. Oh my God. Oh. To be fair, I didn't reach out either, but leading up to this, I was texting first and initiating plans to hang out. So I felt like it was on him to reach out and mm -hmm. he didn't. I would agree with that. So I didn't hear from him for a month and then out of the blue, I get a phone call from him. We talk and he tells me he has really been struggling with depression and was freaked out about how quickly things are moving with us. I told him I understood, but it was really shitty for him to essentially ghost me. Yeah. He wants to get back together and give this a real shot, but I'm hesitant because he broke my trust. But I also really like him and we have so much fun together. I just don't know what to do. Do I give him another chance or should I move on? He ghosted you for a month and then wants to come back and try again. Yeah. Correct? Mm -hmm. Correct. No. She's that's a two-letter word right I, there. No. Also, but I hate Ash ghosting. Is, Ash is very too like she you are very much well, well, I texted him last, so he should text me. Like you you have more of if she put in a lot of effort into initiating a lot of stuff and he just didn't respond, that is an answer, in my opinion. And I would even go farther to say that's a huge answer. So I understand that he might have been depressed and was feeling some type of way. And I I'm sorry that he was feeling that way, but he could have simply texted something. He didn't have to like, yeah. see her or get back together with her or do anything. He just had to simply let her know. And it right, doesn't yeah. take a lot of effort. Even when you're down bad, it doesn't take a lot of effort to be like, Hey, I'm in a bad place. I'll hit you when I can. That doesn't take that much. I also feel like it seems like she's making a lot of excuses for him. Yeah. With the cultural differences and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that, if she wants to give him another chance because she really likes him, that's fine. But what is he doing? Is he just saying, yeah. let's try again? Like, because actions speak louder than words. Yeah. So he's saying like, hey, I got tickets for a show this week and I would really love for you to come with me. Let's yeah. do dinner first. I made this reservation. I really want to see you. Yeah. Or is he just you give me another chance? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there what, effort? Is there effort? Right. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And I'm also confused because he's the one who made it exclusive. Right. But yeah. then is feeling like it's going too fast. So I feel like he's the one that's kind of a mess. The, the only thing is, and I wish we had more detail here, but where was Thanksgiving? Where did they live? Where mm -hmm. are they going? Because was it like in the same town? Because I feel like 
did they travel somewhere? I don't know. Yeah, like, were they know. supposed to travel? Because meeting parents maybe could be scary and overwhelming to someone, but then that shows immaturity there for not having communicating that properly. Yeah. Well, yeah, it all boils down to because I know, like, when I get in depressive states, responding or even reaching out to anyone, even people I love tremendously, is really hard for me. Mm-hmm. And when they initiate, Usually I'll respond, but I have a hard time initiating. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, you never know, like, where someone so you is. see his side. I it. do see his side to an extent. A month? Uh, <laughs> let me finish. To an extent. I also feel like if I was going through something, I've noticed, too, when I'm like, dang, like, my friends haven't even reached out at all just to be like, where are you at? Like, are mm-hmm. you okay? So there's certain things that I'm like... I get like that, too. May, and yes. people might not even know anything. And it's yeah, like, oh, and I'm fighting with them in my head because I'm like, how dare I you not check on me? Same yes, thing. exactly. Wow, yeah. So there's part of me that's maybe he felt like he was pulling away and you didn't chase, so he was just like, okay, and then mm-hmm. his own mental health stuff. So I feel like it's worth at least hearing someone out and vibing off of if... Because she did say at the end she really liked him. She really right. liked what was going on. So... I'm much more of a I'll give you one more chance type person because I know that I haven't always been the best version of myself. But I do think she deserves a full explanation to kind of vibe out. Okay, are you just telling me this excuse because you're hoping I don't dig or did you get caught up with another girl or did you like question things and then just bone out and then you're like, oh, just kidding. I want you back. So I would definitely want a full explanation And then I would, like you said, I would feel off of what comes next because, uh, like, you can be sure that I'm not going to be the one putting all the effort. Like, you have to be pursuing me Mm -hmm. if something goes. But if you like him and you feel like there was something there, you can try. But also, it is, like, crappy what he did. So I get it. Yeah. My initial is, hell no. Do not. (laughs) My initial reaction is no because I just think that, like, even if someone is really struggling and I just think that you have, I know it's hard, but like a responsibility, you know, to show up at work yeah. or like you just, even if it was just letting her know, hey, I'm just like going through something. That's what I, I need do time. I, I, I'm not quite sure, you know, when, whatever, but like sending a text, like we have our phones at our disposal all the time. I just think it's really hard to not say something hard for the other person to just get ghosted and I think too like in the dating world now it is so hard because it's if I was texting and reaching out and being like hey do you want to do this you want to do that and I wasn't getting anything back I would be like okay that's my answer if he's not reaching out to me like I'm not I'm like all right well he obviously just isn't interested I'm not thinking oh this guy's going through something it must be hard like in the dating world now like I'm just like oh he's just not interested yeah yeah yeah. yeah. you know especially via text you don't know what anyone's going through, yeah. right? And so let's just go ahead and take that off. Like, she had no clue if he was in a bad yeah. mental state. In that instance, un- it sucks if he's down bad, but that's his responsibility to let her know. Yeah. If she doesn't know, she doesn't know, and all she thinks is she's getting ghosted. Yeah. And that's on him for not communicating. And he had a month to mm. say anything. Which he probably thought he would get away with coming back because... If I stopped texting someone for a month and they never reached out, I'd be like, oh, they don't care, obviously, either. So he probably thought it was going to be a lot easier to come in and be like, hey, sorry, I've been going through stuff. We should hang out again. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? Because he was probably like, oh, she's chilling. Whereas, I don't know, I feel like whenever someone goes to me, I put my foot down and I'm like, I hate you every day that you don't respond to me. (laughs) But, like, they have no idea. And when they come back, that's where I'm saying, like, it's up to her what she wants. Like, if you want him, go for it. Give him another chance. But 
like you've seen conditions. a side of him yeah. like you've seen a side of him don't you've be seen shocked a if and when it so happens if he again. drops off even for a week when you're like i texted you and you didn't respond to me for a week there's no excuse it also yeah. feels like there's some like love bombing in this situation yes. because, like, yeah like yeah. to go from full zero to 100 yeah zero to 100 let's be exclusive blah 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 blah. Mm. i don't know i'm just picturing this yeah. all done in an accent do you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I will, I've, I've had friends that dated a man from spain who like came and lived here and there was a lot of issues like this in their relationship so I think, do you think it's a cultural thing? I then? think it could, be, because honestly, like I'm like for a second, I'm like, wait, is it? Wait, you write in? But there was a lot of this like weird ebb and flow and back and forth and confusion on intention and whatever. So like a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, well, I, I just and anything, anytime someone uses the word depression, I have a soft spot. So I'm like, well, yeah. if it really was, yeah. well, shame on you if it's not to him. But I think there could be cultural things. There could be anything. But either way wasn't handled right so do you deserve better yes and 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 you have every right and probably should be like not interested and move on but if you're like i love this guy like he's a great one and you want to try again well now you've seen things and you got to be like prepared to put your foot down And i think that's when you if she does choose to get back together with him that's when you put a mental note in the background never forget that happened mm-hmm. if and when it happens again the same thing doesn't play out yeah because you yeah. got to protect yourself from that one time is what okay yeah. but like the second then you're following yeah. into this pattern the last thing i think i'll say i think it was on jay shetty's podcast he I talked about how in early stages of dating we ignore so many patterns yep. that people show mm-hmm. and then that is what we resent about them later on in when we're yeah. in a serious committed relationship yeah. and my first thing i go wow. to is this guy seems to retreat when there's conflict yeah. or things are bad. And is that going to work for you yeah. down mm-hmm. the road? Because then really you true. add in the more intertwined your lives are, the harder that's going to be. Yeah. And so that's kind of where my mind goes when things like this at the beginning. Like we do, we make excuses for people because we, I think, are looking at the potential that mm-hmm. we see and not really the facts that are presented to us. All I can think well about said. is the red flags. I ignored of Steve wearing shorts all the time. <laughs> in 30 degree weather. And now, and now how every single one time of those I people. see him in a pair of shorts, I get angry. <laughs> Signed up for this. I'm like, why are you wearing a winter coat with shorts? <laughs> <Yeah. Honestly. laughs> I've seen Steven pants, I think, like a total of two times. I'm like, there's literally zero part of me that's yeah. kidding either. <laughs> oh my God. Christina's getting, she's home. Good red. Oh face. my God. Oh, thank you guys so much. We love doing these askaways, and it's been so much fun doing it with you guys, too. I love it. Man, you guys had some spicy stories. I like how, like, rapid fire it is. I feel like ours, like, is much, we spend so much time on them. Yeah. But this is, like, great situations. I loved it. We're like, and we loved it. Okay, let our audience know where they can find you. Okay, so all of our stuff is unsolicited advice pod on Instagram and TikTok, I believe. Yeah. And then (laughs) my personal stuff is all Taryn Renee, which is... T-A-R-Y-N-E-R-E-N-E-E. And all my stuff's Ash Nicole. Instagram, you can find me on YouTube. And I'm occasionally on TikTok. I'm working on it. Nicole is spelled N-I-C-H-O-L-E. Yeah. There's a C-H. And we're working on getting a little, like, drummer clip, maybe. Oh, my gosh, yes. Make her do it. Make her do it. No, I'm saying you need, you sing, right? Yeah. Well, I never post these things. You guys can have your own band. What could we have to be I do nothing. I don't know. Wait, can I just tell you real quick before we end my choir experience with Yes, please. I tried to do angel choir in my church youth group when I was, like, 12 years old. And it was with my sister and our friend Elena. And then the choir instructor helped me afterwards. 
and my <laughs> sister and Elena were like so jealous and I was like yeah like she just wanted to see if I could hit these certain notes pretty much she was like you're tone deaf like you can't be doing this you're <laughs> like, like no, am I getting a solo <laughs> yeah yeah I thought it was me beginning a solo she was like you she don't like, need to come next week <laughs> no we did karaoke together once yeah. and I okay so I'm like an average singer so if I sing with someone good they kind of carry yeah. me yeah, yeah. if I sing with someone bad we get dragged <laughs> yeah. down we tried to sing the shallows from oh my um, gosh that a star movie. is born a star yeah. is born it was so bad <laughs> yeah. I can't even tell you that's, that's a song this. too that's a good one so we will be contributing absolutely nothing to the girl band no, but we it. will be your hype girls yeah I love it I love it I love it oh my gosh okay you guys. Right, guys well we'll see you next week bye bye Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.